Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Atlanta Business Radio. This is a Business Radio X special production, Women in Technology, a STEM segment featuring wit in the uh, wit here in the Atlanta area. I'm Ryan Redhawk, and alongside me, Sandy Welfare, Executive Director of WIT. How are you, Sandy? I'm doing very well, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Yes, it is our first show of 2017, and we're looking forward to kind of changing things up here on today's program. We're so used to featuring women who are helping women and women doing great things here in the Atlanta area. But we're going to feature in a couple men here today. We are indeed. These are two of my most fabulous men ambassadors. <laughs> men ambassadors. I hashtag men ambassadors, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you are following our network, Business Radio X, on Twitter at Business Radio X, and you can follow the program Atlanta Biz Radio um, on uh, Twitter, Atlanta B I Z Radio, and my wit on Twitter, and if I can find you. In a, uh, at WITATL. WITATL, and mywit.org mm-hmm. is the website. Yes. There we go. And Sandy Welfare, Executive Director, so make sure you connect with her. What's new with WIT here in 2017? Well, the new year has kicked off, so we have a lot of great programs, but of course, everything's building upon uh, two particular things. We just won a grant for $100,000 from NCR. Congratulations. Um, fantastic wow. and fabulous, which is going to be used to help us really direct our resources for girls and women in underserved areas. So very exciting. $100,000 grant from $100, NCR. That's an Atlanta company. Yes. And so we're, we're happy to uh, announce that. What do you, how are you going to uh, allocate some of these resources? What are some exciting things you're going to do? Well, a lot of it is really going to be around WIT Girls and WIT Campus trying to get more young people excited about the STEM fields. And <laughs> I think that we have a pretty good program in place. We've just got to take it to our underserved communities. Very good. And you said there was some other news that you wanted to share? And then, of course, WIT uh, Connect, we're going to right. be um, starting up all of our planning in the next few weeks. And that will be on June 15th at the new SunTrust Park. So we're very excited to be there. The new Braves the Park. The new Braves Sun Park. SunTrust Park. So out on the field or in the mezzanine so they there? Have, so they have actual, uh, I want to say, three big ballrooms. So we're going to be in their big ballroom for wow. WitConnect. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. Brand Something new facility, new. right? And, and uh, we're all looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully I get a chance to go and uh, see some of the game and, and be maybe part of the WitConnect this year, 2017. All right. Well, uh, Sandy mentioned the top of the show there. We have two gentlemen joining us here today. First, let's say hello to Jer- Derek Johnson, Southeast Marketing Principal at ThoughtWorks. How are you, Derek? Good. Good to be here today. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And Kyle Tothill, Co-Founder and Managing Director of eHire. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing well. Thanks. All right. Uh, Derek, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what brought you to the studio here today. Okay. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. So I've been in Atlanta half my life. I came to school at Morehouse and Georgia Tech. So it's been a very formative part of my life. I met Sandy over 10 years ago. We worked together at the Kiwanis Club, and it's been a pleasure to to maintain this relationship and do what I can to support women in technology. Um, we'll talk more about my company, but I've been in technology ever since I can remember. Yeah. Um, I still tell my kids about my first Commodore 64 and, you know, all the different things that have led me to this point. Yeah. So you first came to Atlanta to go to school. Yes. And uh, lots changed since then, I imagined. Yeah. Um, but it's always been important to you to uh, kind of get involved at a community level. Yes. You, know, you mentioned the Kiwanis Club. Yes. And so it's always been important to you personally to get involved. And so why, why WIT for you? Well, for me, it, it's a no-brainer. I, I you know, we'll, we may talk about this later, but I have a daughter and, you know, from the early days, I've seen her interest and her passion. 
and some of the things that we've taken her to, it, it was clear that the distribution wasn't right. Um, she would be in a room full of um, boys for a event dealing with making airplanes. Mm-hmm. And she would ask at a young age, when, why are there no other girls here? And it's, it's undeniable that the, the intellect is there, the curiosity is there. Um, what's really missing a lot of times is the support structure and seeing other people that look like you. And, and as a minority in, in, in tech, I felt it. And so I can only imagine what it feels like to be a woman who has to go through that same journey. So for me, it's, it's a no brainer. I've got to do everything I can to support those that want to be in this field. And you're a great men ambassador. As Sandy says, I am glad you're doing good work and and it does resonate with you personally. You can hear from your own testimony there that this is important to you and your legacy, your families and such and so forth. And, and Kyle, you know, what brought you to Atlanta and, and, and ultimately getting involved with wit? Well, uh, I grew up in Roswell, Georgia. I went to Roswell High School. Go Hornets. Right. And yeah. so I went to Auburn University. And when I, when I uh, graduated from Auburn, I actually came home. It was 97 and Atlanta was booming. And mm-hmm. so there was no reason to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, so did you immediately get a job, start working for a big company? Yeah, What'd you actually, do that? I, I, uh, I fell into the recruiting business, which is what most of us do when we get out. I didn't even know it existed mm-hmm. uh, when, I, when I went to school, but uh, actually ended up turning down a job from IBM. And uh, which was much to my father's chagrin, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, because I, I wanted to do something bigger, right? I guess, and and uh, took a chance on joining a company called Robert Half International, and mm-hmm. uh, and got a great start with those guys, and fell in love with the business. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's how I got got started in Atlanta, uh, right? And then eHire, you know, how did that get uh, started? Wow, that's a that's a big story. So eHire's uh, t- uh, started in two thousand and nine. I had started a a, a uh, successful national search uh, company called Clearpoint Consulting mm-hmm. back in 2001. And we built uh, high-performance sales teams. And in 2008, we started getting some interesting ideas about doing some unique stuff around profile-based hiring and some technology stuff. And I had started ha- having some conversations with my business partner, Ed Grazing. And uh, he had a, a, a boutique IT recruiting company called Revelation Partners. And we decided to merge the company with the idea that we wanted to challenge the status quo in the industry. And we were going to be community-oriented. We were going to win the ground game. We were going to take Atlanta uh, and, and do something really, really great. With profile-based hiring. That was the original concept. And we quickly abandoned our technology <laughs> dreams because okay. we were building a heck of a services company and staffing oh. company. So that's what you're doing for folks today. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, right? well, that's good. So yeah. how, and, and what type of uh, uh, industries are you serving? So eHire serves a, a pretty diverse set of, of companies across the United States. About 80% of our business is here in Atlanta, but we serve companies like Cox Communications, Coca-Cola. Big corporations, big, big corporations, enterprises. All the yeah. way down to high growth, uh, scaling growth companies. And actually the history of the organization is around serving growth companies. And we've <laughs> in the last four or five years migrated to serving a more diverse set of customers. Now, and why WIT for you and getting involved right. with Sandy? Uh, was that per, uh, part of your uh, original mission when you first got out of school? Or is this kind of something you gravitated towards over as uh, you you know kind of became more involved sure. with the uh, business world here in Atlanta? Well, the community is a really big deal for eHire. Um, it's something that we, we started doing early and we've supported five or six or seven different user groups, technology user groups. And um, we, we figured out really quickly that, you know, we're a pretty civic-oriented organization. But but specifically WIT for me, we have a big macroeconomic issue, right, um, you know, in the United States. And it's that we are transforming into a knowledge worker, right, uh, technology-oriented, innovative country, right? Mm-hmm. And we need people for that. We need more brains. And it's really hard to develop algorithmic, yeah. you know, computer scientists that can build unique technology. And when we've cut off half of the, you know, 
half of the workforce and, and the majority of people that are actually, you know, doing really well in AP mm-hmm. tests and testing high in sa- math and science, and we're not encouraging them to get into the workforce, we're really shooting ourselves in the foot, right? And so one of the biggest challenges that we have as a, as a recruiting organization, and we'll talk more about it in a little bit, is that there's not enough great people to go around. And you've got to you know, either educate more people or start getting to them younger yeah. and make sure they grow up with this knowledge and able to grow into these industries. All, it, that's true. But it's also as much on the client side or the hiring side a, a, as it is on the on the encouragement side. Right. A lot of uh, technology organizations aren't very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Right. And don't really understand how to engage female workers. Mm-hmm. Right. And keep them engaged uh, and understand what makes them tick. And that's a big part of what I do and what we do as a company is help help companies encourage um, workplace environments that are more in- inclusive, right? Which is what we found that that female workers really get disengaged with when when they get into technology oriented deals. It's not highly social, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> right when everybody's you know uh, programming, and so that has to change in order to get females interested in in staying in technology, mm-hmm. right? And so that's one major reason. I also have two daughters. Um, seven and six, Jameson and Sydney, and uh, I, I want a world uh, for them that is better than the world that we have today. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage them to, uh, you know, pursue their passions. And uh, science and technology really is the future. And so, if I'm not encouraging them to chase what's coming, I'm doing them a disservice. Yeah. Now, whether or not they end up being engineers or right. or artists, it doesn't matter to me as long as they're pursuing their passions. Yeah, right. But I want them to be exposed to the wonderful world of science. And something that I'm passionate about just individually. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's plenty of personal reasons why I'm involved. Yeah, we don't know what's next, but we do know science will, will probably create it. Technology will be a big part of whatever's coming next um, on the horizon. Uh, back to you, Derek. Can you tell us about ThoughtWorks? What are you doing for folks? Yeah, definitely. So one thing I give ThoughtWorks a shout out for, we won the Anita Borg Institute Award for Best Company for Congratulations. Women. Congratulations. Yeah, it's really exciting. And a lot of the reason we won is because something that Todd spoke to, the way we work is really around the social side of development. So we take our approach to building software engineers as a, a social experiment, if you might say. We don't really hire and staff people as individuals. We staff our teams as teams, and we really encourage environments where you can push back, environments where you can learn, environments where it's safe to fail and to learn through the process. And I think that gives people that latitude, that room to come be a part of something maybe that they didn't even get a degree in. We hire people that don't have computer science degrees because what we've found is there's consistent elements that make for good developers, good technologists, things that go beyond your degree. It doesn't mean we don't train them, we don't give them the tools that they need to to reach their, their potential, but you can't just go to the computer science department to find great talent. ThoughtWorks as a company is a software consultancy. We do everything from research and design all the way through building and deploying our solutions for our clients. So we're a global company, 4,000 people. Um, We've had tremendous success with, with, as I mentioned, hiring and retaining and moving women into leadership. Our CTO is is a woman. Our managing director for North America is a woman. Our COO is a woman. Um, But the way I feel about it, they just happen to be women. They're just amazing people that do great work. Sure. Mm. That's fantastic for and they're, sure. They're very unique in that regard and they're showing great leadership. Uh, and a lot of uh, my client companies could do well by learning that model because mm-hmm. there really isn't a ton of great engineers out there. It's just hard to make them, right? And so you have to manufacture them on your own a little bit. And to, to um, you know, to Derek's credit, 
uh, ThoughtWorks is really an innovator, and I, I do give you a, a, a big uh, you know round of applause. Oh uh, yeah, let's all give a big round of applause. <laughs> all really, right, great it's really hard to do that. It is. Right? It is because it's part of your your mission as a company, and that it comes from the top all the way down. It's not something you say let's do a couple times this year. It's a day to day thought process right. and and strategy that you want to not only grow your talent pool but help the the surrounding businesses. You said you're a global company, so yeah. others are looking to you right. to to emulate this. Absolutely. Um, uh, and you know, so speaking of uh, some of the statistics here. Let's just mention this. Women make up 51% of the U.S. population and 59% of the labor force, but only about 30% of the tech jobs and in the workforce here uh, in the United States. And I imagine it's even less globally. Mm -hmm. So you can start making those changes here locally to to influence others as well. So um, what are some different things that uh, you can say to other companies, small or large out there, that they can start implementing into their hiring process or evaluation of employees that you guys are doing basic, simple things that they can implement today to, to you know, make a, a, an effort to attract more women to the workforce? I would say the, the key thing is intention because ultimately whatever you focus on, you, you will find a path to success. So for us, we made it a, an intentional goal to reach more women. We didn't change our hiring standards. We didn't change our process. But we made sure we looked in places where women were. That's something that has to be very intentional. Um, and that's where the example comes from, not just focusing on CS majors, not just focusing on the same schools that every other engineering company uh, goes to. Um, I always tell a funny story. We have a, a group of uh, engineers that went to Spelman. They went mm-hmm. to speak to Spelman students about you know, computer science. And when one of the students was asking about, you know, how do you use your degree? And the guy talking said, well, I, I didn't finish college. And, and, you know, I just started my own company and it kind of got me here. And he said, you should ask this guy. And the other guys, well, I didn't finish high school. You know? <laughs> and so some of it is finding talent takes some courage. Um, yes, of course, you want some computer scientists. Of course, you want some people that can um, really understand the theory. But a lot of what you want is, is the passion. And so as a company, it's really evaluating your hiring processes and asking yourself, is what we're looking for a monolith or are we looking to build a team, a collection of people that can work well together and really help deliver value? And that's really been our approach. And then if you're saying you want to increase diversity, then set some diversity goals and you know, reassure your team that you're not changing the standards, but you're being intentional about changing the mix. Being intentional is great. Great advice, yeah. Kyle. Well, I think that's, that's, that's really interesting. I think, you know, the United States is an interesting uh, country from a workforce perspective. We don't spend a lot of money on training versus our global mm-hmm. peers. Right? right, Europe is way different than 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 we are. We're a, a right now society, right? And so when my clients come to me, they want the skills now. They don't really think about diversity. They don't think about the long term. They think about what can I get done today and how fast can I get it done, right? And can I get all the right skills? You know, and you see that pervasively. You see it like NFL where coaches change and where success doesn't happen. They just com- continually commit to getting something new or finding the right skill. And so I think u- ultimately you have to take a strategic view right, of your recruiting program. And a lot of companies don't really review, you know, think of it that way. They've always thought of, you know, staffing as, hey, there's a line wrapped around the building. Let's just go get what we need or we'll hire a, uh, a staffing company to go figure it out for us. And I think that that um, doesn't work in today's model. Uh, you know, I think you do have to think, you know, outside the box. I hate to say that cliche, but it's true because <laughs> it's so old. But, right. but you really do have to, to be um, intentional mm-hmm. and routine about your recruiting practice. And I think you also have to look at your internal organization and say, how, how are we attracting 
um, female, you know, uh, candidates, does, does our environment, is it inclusive? You know, do we have a collaborative type of environment or is it cubed walls and everybody does their job and no one talks and we don't engage mm -hmm. and, you know, cause people aren't going to do that. And by the way, you know, there's, there's, there is a limited amount of females in, in that workforce. So you actually, you actually have to set yourself up to be attractive to that because they're going to have a lot of options, right? You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's both sides of the fence, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a limited work pool and a, a pool you want to encourage. So I think also the other thing that I ask my clients to do is, is become aware and get involved in wit mm -hmm. and, and start the process because long-term it really pays off. Hiring females and encouraging them to be great is good business. Yes, it is. Right? Absolutely. Good business. Good business. And, and right. if women in leadership positions often, uh, I find more effective. Um, I don't know if this, I, was, I was how I was raised, respect for my mother. Uh, and, and, you know, when I'm uh, in the army, even uh, we had uh, female commanders and a lot of guys had problems with that. I did not have a problem with it. As long as you're clear and concise with your mission and your direction, uh, I'll gladly follow. Um, and you got to get creative. Back to that point of view, mate, and how you get involved with your hiring process and how you get out there. And that's where wit comes in because you have so many ways to connect the young girls to the college age, to the young professional. Uh, there's so many creative ways you can get involved uh, with wit. So uh, what are some things that you do from a company uh, to get involved? Is it just you know donations? Are you actually doing hiring fairs? Are you out at the Wit Connect events? What are you guys doing? Well, number one, um, you know, we're, we're, we're focused on awareness just overall. Right. And that's, we have a unique position at being in staffing and recruiting and being, you know, trusted advisors to our client companies, talking to them about their programs internally. Right. And so for us, it's really getting engaged at, at, at wit at a level. Yeah. Certainly we, we, we help with the finance part mm -hmm. of that, but our actions are hands-on. We want to get engaged. Were you bringing girls into the office there to kind of internship? Or so, are you going to so them? I routinely mentor uh, females that, nice. that WIT sends my way and, and encourage them. And I actually do hands-on career transition help, which is so fun mm -hmm. um, for me. It's a passion of mine. I love changing people's Is that just lives. like a one-time sit-down and then here's some uh, nope. tips? Are you like following them through their career track? Yeah. So typically, you know, when I build a relationship or when we build a relationship, we tend to look at it for the long term. And, you know, we don't place everybody that comes into our, our view, right? We, we place about five to 10% of those people. And, but we try to help hundred percent. Right. And so, so everybody's getting advice or is, is getting it's good counsel business to be great to people over a very long and period be helpful. of time. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and give back. And that's yeah. a really big part of our culture. Yeah. And it's a big part of who I am as a person. And by the way, it's really fun. Okay. Because right? <laughs> everybody likes to help other people. Right. And when you have a business that you can actually, that's manifested mm -hmm. and you can actually make a living off of doing it, I'm in yeah. the best position in the world, right? right? You know, right. God put me on earth to do what I do. So when I'm able to help individuals, that's where I can make a big impact. Certainly. And you got to make that part of your, your daily plan, your weekly plan, your monthly plan to put this on your calendar to interact with these people on a personal level. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. Yep. And then we're just speaking kind of in generic sure. terms here. Oh, it's nice to give back. It's nice to help out. But what are you actually doing as no, a company? You have to measure it. That's right. You have to measure it and you have to have partners like Sandy and Pat mm -hmm. at Wit that'll actually, you know, fill up your, your calendar with good people, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there's no there's no lack of, of need, right? Mm -hmm. And you gotta serve the community you live in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And I would add too, I think the one of the benefits I personally gained from from working with Wit is really learning the individuals that are involved. So they're, you know, Atlanta's full of entrepreneurs through career uh, corporate citizens and they all need a little bit of different advice. And as a consultant, I, I've had the benefit of being able to work with companies of all kinds. And the, the, young, the ladies that I've met at WIT, they come, really, they just want perspective a lot of times. And th their experiences that people like Kyle and I have had that 
wit allows us to share with a broader audience, right? So Kyle and I have been on a panel together, um, but we also work with individuals um, and our companies support uh, wit. Um, ThoughtWorks is fortunate enough to have wit uh, work out of our office and share our space and daily remind us of the value that they provide. And, and it's, you know, it's more encouraging than just to me, but my, my employees are all super excited and, and, and encouraged to see the impact that even an organization like WIT can have on the industry at large, not just Atlanta. Yes, and then you have all the people who've worked there, who you've helped, who you've helped them grow their career, whether they spent some time at ThoughtWorks or moved on somewhere else. They're now a big fan of WIT all along the way, and they're telling other women about this and other and encouraging other young girls to get involved yeah. as you know you pass it on down generations. It's generation. a movement. It's a movement, and it needs to be sustained at the city level, at the business community mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. at the state level. You know, at the national level, and our president uh, and past presidents have spoken about that, and and we need uh, the new president, the new regime, to really take this banner because it's a big issue. If we're going to be successful, you know, over the long haul, we have to encourage females to get engaged in science and technology early and stay throughout. We have to be able to, uh, you know, keep them in the game, and that's a really big deal for right. For and us. I'd be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to challenge the the men in the audience. Like it's it's a lot of this is on us for creating environments that are conducive to people staying. Um, I think one of our challenges going forward is getting them in the door is really not even half the journey. It's like a third of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the, the next third is creating an environment that they want to stay in. And another third is providing pathways to leadership. And, and all of that requires a group effort. It's not all, the onus is not just on the women that want to be in tech. It's on us as a community to create a, an ecosystem where they can thrive as well. And, and that involves challenging our our male peers to make sure that they're all doing their part right this shouldn't be um the boys club with one woman in there and we claim success that's not what this is about that's right and 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 it's really important to to make them aware that it's good business you know that it makes Mm -hmm. sense right a diverse a diverse workforce is definitely one that's going to produce more balance and more profit over over time and so it, it makes sense business sense there's roi in this Right. So it's not just, hey, you're doing the right things from a civics perspective mm-hmm. and you're doing your duty for your country or city or, or, or business. It's that it, it, it makes sense. There you go. You heard it, gentlemen, from Derek and Kyle. They say get out there and get after it, get involved. And it's a great place to start. Sandy, uh, are these the only men ambassadors you have? Or how many you got over there in the stable uh, we, helping out? We have quite a few. But in all honesty, um, these are two gentlemen that I tend to uh, – uh, meet with often and, you know, pick their brains about what I could do different. Um, give me feedback about what we could do to be a better partner for the community. And so it works both ways. Uh, any relationships that I have, I want it to be a win-win scenario. And I've known both of them long enough to know that we have conversations outside of wit. And that part is the good part because you really want people to connect personally. And I think that uh, both gentlemen I know Derek sometimes is like, oh, God, here she comes again. (laughs) Kyle probably might feel that way as well. But the one good thing is that they actually listen to what I'm asking and more importantly, will help me find the resources to make it happen. And that that speaks volumes of the character that they have. But more importantly, the work that goes into making sure that there is a seat at the table for everybody in particularly in the STEM field. Yeah. Yeah, And I just want to say, you know, Sandy's a mentor to me. 
right? So Sandy's helped me with many business challenges and issues that I've had that that are, don't involve, you know, uh, this mission. And so, you know, just the collaboration alone, I'm very thankful for. I appreciate Likewise. you. Likewise. That's great. And, and like you met, gentlemen mentioned, you both have daughters. Mm-hmm. And so for them to see you caring so much about this mission and this message uh, really speaks volumes to them. I'm sure that will, you know, leave a legacy long after they're, they're gone on to, uh, you know, their careers that uh, they'll be able to thank you for. I hope so. Absolutely. So I also want to ask about technology that you guys are so entrenched in that community here in Atlanta. You know, what's next on the rise or trending that you think our listeners should be aware of? Well, I think the obvious answer is augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence is getting all the headlines. Um, I've got a unique perspective because I've seen other similar technologies kind of ride the wave of hype. But then the business application took longer. So, for example, mobile, right? We've all known mobile is here and it's a part of our existence. But when you really look at how many companies have leveraged mobile technology to really change their business or really make money, it took a really long time. So we're in this place now where we're trying to align the technology and the hype with actual business value. I think Atlanta is in a unique and exciting place because of the growth, for example, in entertainment industry and and what that does to fuel and fund companies that can really push the envelope. And so, you know, at ThoughtWorks, we're super excited because some of our clients here include automobile, insurance, uh, airline industry leaders who want to push the envelope and they're, they're working and partnering with us to see what we can do to leverage these new technologies to really change their their competitive position. And from your perspective, Atlanta's leading uh, in this uh, area, and, and certainly uh, others are looking to the city yeah. to, to, to see what we are doing and yeah. what we're working on as yeah. a whole. Yeah, especially because of our university system, right? It, I think it's funny. Um, everybody has an innovation center within two miles of Georgia Tech, you know, in the AUC campus, right? And I think it's no accident. There's a competition for for talent. And I, I think Kyle mentioned it. it it's, it's the reality that you want to be doing work that this next generation finds compelling, right? We have a generation of people that care about social impact. They care about what happens with the work they do, but they also want it to be fun. They want it to be interesting. So I I think, you know, the the spirit right now is we want to, we all as a corporate culture want to be a part of innovation. The challenge is, okay, let's make it real. Let's make the real value. Let's turn this into something that generates, you know, positive return. And and I think that's, that's a ton of potential and it's exciting for all involved. Yeah, I think uh, I think Atlanta a, is a great city in, in a great region, right, at a great time. And I think that, you know, we're kind of in the second coming of our technology evolution yeah. and we're, we're starting to reach critical mass. And a lot of the things Derek just mentioned really support that. Um, I think you're you're starting to see um, the cascading development of technology, you know, that is enabling the next wave of technology. You know, I, I look at uh, things like the, the IoT movement, which is bringing back to life some big industrial customers to focus on data analytics and making, you know, making insights of things that were hiding in plain sight before. Right. And now that they have the data analytics capability, mm-hmm. they can actually, you know, start to get prescriptive about what they're trying to do. And uh, companies like Honeywell are bringing a thousand data analytics and development jobs to Atlanta and Midtown. General Electric is building a huge innovation center in Buckhead. Um, Stanley Black and Decker, uh, one of our great clients, uh, has, has built a heck of an innovation center. So you're seeing some some organizations that historically maybe didn't, th- you wouldn't think of them mm-hmm. as leading edge technology. Siemens is another example. Hitachi Data Systems and Hitachi. These are organizations that were 
we're old now. That technology is making new again mm-hmm. um, because of the of the capability of that. And you're starting to see the application of of things that are that are um, that are actually old conceptually, like neural networks and, and AI, now becoming reality because of the compute power that we have, right? And the, and and the processing capabilities that are available. Um, you're, we're going to enter into a, a world, and I think everybody that's listening to this already knows it's changing really yes. quickly. Well, we're getting ready to really go to the second stage of the rocket. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty exciting. And Atlanta is starting to adopt the concentration model. What we've learned is that, you know, when you concentrate technology people together and ideas together that great things happen you can look at what david cummings did at atv and look at the success that pours out of that place and the companies that thrive off of that because of the concentration tech square is Mm -hmm. another uh is another area that that um that really is focused on just concentrating technologists Mm -hmm. together and 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 business people and innovators and great ideas and great things are coming and i feel like now versus 10 years ago we have a sustainable system because we have large uh companies and enterprise buyers of these technologies associated in close proximity to innovators. Yes. And we didn't have that before. Mm. So Atlanta's really, really coming into its own. And we have a, a, a current mayor and, and a governor that is focused. That's what I was just getting ready to lead into is our leadership. In Atlanta, right? We have Mercedes-Benz that's coming here. Mm-hmm. Kaiser Permanente is coming here. And there's a handful of other big organizations that are bringing their technology mm-hmm. centers uh, and their companies here. NCR is building 5,000, uh, a 5,000 person uh, building in town. I mean, this, this is a really, really, really unique time in our history. And I'm super excited about just being able to be part of it. Absolutely. And, and leadership is making it intentional. Back to what uh, Derek said a few moments ago, making it intentional about getting women involved in the, in the workforce and getting uh, in touch with them young and getting them involved in STEM. It won't work unless we do it. Right. This and create the culture mission. you want. Create that environment you want. You can't rely on others to do it. You can certainly enlist the help of others. But as as a group, uh, we're working hard to do that. So, yeah, couldn't be happier to be in Atlanta. I'm born and raised in Atlanta as well. And uh, could be happy to, for Georgia as how we're leading uh, innovation. Now, the new cyber command for the entire United States Army is going over here in Augusta. Mm-hmm. And NSA headquarters south is going to be over here in Augusta. And all this technology and, and cyber crime. And, there's, and, and the Georgia State or the GBI is getting a benefit because we're going to have our own cyber crime division because so much of this technology is going. So the state's booming, the city is booming, and uh, things are booming over there at WIT as well. So uh, let's make sure our listeners can get in touch with your companies uh, before we get out. So uh, Kyle, if you would, tell them how they can find you at eHire. Sure, you can always email me at kylet at eHire or contact us at eHire.com. It's pretty straightforward. We're all over the place and, and we're all over the web. So you can always find us or you can find our jobs on Indeed if you want to look at that or, mm-hmm. or LinkedIn. We're, we're pretty much everywhere. Who would be your, like your ideal customer, the person who needs to pick up the phone today to call eHire? Any great candidates in technology or sales or, or revenue-oriented uh, you know, product development, uh, th- those are the type of candidates that we want to talk to. And then clients that are having a hard time you know, finding great knowledge workers. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. Look forward to more great things from you and WIT and eHire 2017. And Derek, uh, tell folks how they can get in touch with you at ThoughtWorks. All right. So clearly the ThoughtWorks.com is full of all kinds of insightful, interesting things from our global efforts. Uh, Personally, you can reach me at djohnson at ThoughtWorks.com. And as you mentioned, our, our, our ideal customer is anyone that's looking to create a unique, distinct advantage in their industry. We are not a implementer of other people's solutions. We come in and we evaluate what clients are struggling with and create solutions that are unique for them. So we put together the best teams and if we got to go get them from Brazil or Germany or wherever it takes, we'll bring them to, to, to bear. So 
Just it's an exciting model. Yeah, fantastic for sure. And we know you're doing great things here for the Atlanta tech community and helping out the STEM community and WIT uh, and the WIT Connect event that's coming up June 15th. Sandy, is that right? It is. So very exciting. Yeah. Where's that going to be? So again, at the uh, new SunTrust Park. And so we're going to be right. there ballroom and the ball see room. what it's going to look like on the inside. Tickets are available for anybody? Absolutely. So you can go on to uh, mywit.org, and we're um, just building up all the details around the event. Yeah, and certainly if you want to get involved today and find out what those negative, you have events going on all the time or ways uh, individuals or companies can get involved every day. So just go to mywit.org. Um, as we've heard here today, it's important for you and as a company, an individual, to give back and get involved. Absolutely. Yeah, and another trending topic we've talked about here lately is a social entrepreneurship. A lot of these folks are not only creating businesses, but creating businesses to solve social problems. And, um, uh, and this is very similar to that. So uh, we're glad to be able to feature you here today on Atlanta Business Radio. And if you're out there doing something interesting to generally serve your market, your community, and your profession, reach out to us directly on the contact page at businessradiox.com and pitch us your story. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor. And until next time, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We'll see you on Atlanta Business Radio.